Guys, new theme song for What the Heck is Crypto provided to you by DraftKings and ZenGo are today's sponsors. But you'll hear more about those later in the show. Today's show is all about, man, it is about Bitcoin prices falling. It's about uh, Bored Ape NFTs being in danger of getting liquidated. It's about OpenSea executive files, uh, you know, to dismiss the DOJ case alleging NFT insider trading. It's about, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, looks rare fork pseudo rare rugs for 800K despite crypto Twitter warnings. It's about hackers losing. So before we get into all that, Stephen, how was your weekend? That was great, Adam. Went on a little hike. And, uh, Great, moving on. Well. Guys, this... <laughs> no, where'd you hike? You told me you hiked in you, Seattle, you, my, my yeah, uh, you, humble you abode. You rugged me there. Yeah, yeah, I was hiking out, uh, out on the, the peninsula, I guess, as you guys call it, out That's there. Right. It's, like a, uh, it's like a big uh, crypto podcaster hike. And my buddies from the uh, Alpha Alpha podcast and uh, Bankless podcast, pretty big crypto pod, so... Yeah, we hiked through the woods, talked crypto. Uh, we saw some UFOs. It was a good time. Saw some UFOs? Yeah, it was kind of wild, actually. Uh, so we, we got to our campsite Friday night, and, um, you know, we took some, took some substances. Uh, yep. You know, that made... Some liquid IVs? Yeah, some, liquid IVs. Some Gatorade protein that's, bars? That's yep, exactly what going. it was. And uh, so we're sitting there, and I, I look over to the right. We're, like, on the top of a mountain. We can kind of see everything. And I, I see this. It looks like a comet just kind of coming into the atmosphere, right? And I'm like, ooh, that's cool. It's like a shooting star. But then this thing like kind of turns the other way oh, and God. starts like like expanding and I, <laughs> I start freaking out. I'm like, uh, guys, guys, and everybody turns around and we just look at this thing and it just, it, it, we have no idea what it is. It just keeps expanding and expanding and then it breaks into like six or seven different parts and it's just like flying over our heads. <laughs> We're all like absolutely freaking out like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. <laughs> we got, got all yeah, on video and everything. Fine, dude. We, we figured out the next day that it was actually the launch of uh, Starlink. So we saw the what rocket. It's a Elon's kind of internet satellite thing. Gotcha. So they launched like all these satellites and I guess the rocket goes up and then they, they kind of split off and they all like separate. And it, but it was, it was crazy. I mean, it, it looked like a looked like a comet that was changing directions and then all these lights kind of just like spreading out and it went over us and it was, it it was really trippy. Had you seen anything like that before or was this like, I mean, even if you, I just feel like even if you've seen that 15 times, that's kind of a, it doesn't happen every night type thing. So you're getting your mind blown every time. Yeah, that was, that was the strangest experience I've ever had. And we were kind of freaking out a little bit because where it came from is where Russia is. So one yeah. guy was like, oh my God, Russia just launched nukes. We're going to, it's the end of the world. And we're just going to, we're going to live it out up here on top of this mountain with each other. And then we had like a, we had a moment and then we realized the world wasn't ending and, <laughs> and things were Yeah, that's good. the whole thing about drugs, right? They really, they make you take a step <laughs> back and they make you go, oh no. And then, oh, all right. All right. You know, so you just got to find that happy medium, which sounds like you did. Yeah. Um, very envious that you got to uh, see so much show in the sky because the sky more often than not it's a very like serene chill place and like you see a plane go by from time to time you see maybe a blimp you see maybe 
somebody doing some proposal in, in with the clouds, which, I mean, fuck, who knows how much that costs, but that feels like a big waste of money. Because, I, I, actually, I don't know, though. You're using the sky, which I, if you're trying to really be creative, not everyone does the sky thing, but I don't know. It's like, you gotta be, the timing on that's gotta be perfect. And it, <laughs> you want the element of surprise, I would assume, as part of that. So you gotta be constantly looking up at the sky, so you're gonna be looking distracted. She's gonna, you're basically creating an argument before the surprise, because at some point she's gonna be like, <laughs> what are you looking at? And you're gonna have to keep lying which now is showing her how good or bad of a liar you are, and hopefully good if you're trying to actually keep the proposed reveal a secret, but that doesn't bode well for future, you know, anything, because she's like, oh, you're just going to lie like you did about the clouds, and she, he's like, that was when I proposed to you. Yeah, was it? I don't even remember that day, because you were so fucking distracted. So, I don't know. I, I, feel, like, uh, I feel like getting a light show or alien warfare is... Uh, is a much cooler way to go about uh, taking in the above. And with that fucking stony baloney break that out of the way, <laughs> let's get into today's episode. My weekend was great. Thanks for asking. Uh, Bitcoin price falls <laughs> as, as markets await Fed Chair Powell's comments. So um, I don't know if you know this, uh, Stephen, but uh, Bitcoin sold off uh, during the Monday, I guess, trading uh, day. Um, and uh, mildly, but they declined 1.8% on average trading volume, which I guess is the largest uh, cryptocurrency uh, by market capitalization uh, that uh, over the weekend um, and has settled in the near $21,000 mark after plunging Friday. All eyes appear focused on global uh, macroeconomic developments and the impact that, uh, that both growth and inflation will have on crypto assets. Investors will be listening to comments by Fed Chair Jerome Powell, shout out Jerome, during the Fed Reserve Bank of Kansas City's Economic Policy Symposium in Jackson Hole, Wyoming later this week for hints of what the central bank will do at its September meeting. Stephen, what? Yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a word salad to digest there, huh? It was a mouthful, I baby. Like, I feel like, break, I feel like break down that a little more clearly. Yeah, no, no, I mean. No. I, break down that first chunk. Yeah. Uh, so. We've had quite the run up in crypto over the last few weeks. Um, Ethereum, you know, traded from 800 in June to, to over 2000 at one point last week. Uh, this was kind of one of the, uh, the, the negative parts of the hike. You know, we were out in the woods, we started hiking Ethereum's like 1900, 2000 bucks. And then we, we get back to civilization, pull out the phone and Ethereum's $1,500. And we all, we all start freaking out a little bit. Uh, we had a pretty nasty, uh, nasty decline on, on Friday, Thursday, and in, in, in all of the crypto markets and all and all risk markets in general, so uh, a little bit of a, I, I would say probably correction. Uh, others are calling for the uh, the end of the the bear market rally and you know lower prices from here. I think that that remains to be uh, seen, but I think the reason this happened, uh, main reason this happened, is that you know stocks started selling off. We had quite a rally in stocks this summer. And for for a long time, I mean, all of crypto has just been a, uh, it's just been like a high correlation stock market trade. Like stock market goes up, crypto goes up more, stock market goes down, crypto goes down more. It's not really like it's a, its own independent market. All of these risk markets uh, throughout the world are kind of just trading in unison right now. Uh, I think another thing that's happening is that um, the Jackson Hole 
meeting is happening this week. I think I think on Friday. Uh, it's like this uh, yearly symposium where the the Fed uh, hosts and and everybody kind of gathers around to talk about uh, economic policy and the markets. Uh, they watch what uh, happens here pretty uh, pretty pretty closely. Uh, another thing that happened last week is um, we started to really get some crazy inflation data in in uh. the EU. Um, German electricity. I don't know if you saw this. Is 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 fourteen times higher uh, right now than the uh, typical seasonal average. So if you're living in in Germany right now, you're having a a very bad time. I I saw the German government uh, advise citizens to uh, wipe down with a damp rag in lieu of taking a shower. Okay. So uh, yeah, things are getting pretty ugly in Europe, and I think our markets are starting to fear that some of that stuff is going to. Uh, spill over into the U.S. and affect, affect markets here. It's, it, it's pretty wild. Well, the last time the Germans uh, tried to give any sort of instructions, in my recollection, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go ahead and say hard pass, but, but this, again, is not my world, so maybe there's, there's more than meets the eye. <laughs> Who said that, by the way? Real quick. Trivia. More than meets the eye. Or what more theme th- song was that in? Oh, Transformers. Got it. Feel like singing it? Uh, I feel like you're just gonna make fun of me. Very no. self self conscious now. No. <laughs> Transformers, uh, morning meets the eye. Robots in disguise. Yeah. Robots no, in disguise. God, yeah. who was your that, favorite? Uh, I I liked Optimus Prime. It was pretty boring. Yeah. He had the best it's, voice. It's pretty cool. He had the best voice. Optimus Prime. Right. Yeah. It was. It was pretty. Sick. It sucks. There was never just one like. Jerry, Jerry former. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've, I fuck shit up. I turn into a Ford focus <laughs> and they're all like, yikes, dude, maybe this group isn't for you. It's almost like heart with captain planet, earth, wind, fire, water, heart. They're like, what? Sorry guys. I'm 10. They're like, yeah, dude, we're trying to fight a tsunami, <laughs> not reconcile a marriage. <laughs> All right. So um, whether or not we take the, uh, the Germans' advice, what's going on with this big uh, symposium in Jackson Hole? What, what happens there? So, uh, you know, all the, the elites who make these policies at a whim and basically decide whether or not we're poor or, or rich, you know, uh, they kind of... Uh, discuss like, oh, is, is, is there going to be, there's a huge dilemma right now, right? So everything is trading on the basis of what the Fed does. And the Fed is caught between a rock and a hard place. Like on the one hand, inflation has gotten wildly out of control, like especially in Europe, but even in the US, it's been like eight, 9% last couple of months. Um, So the Fed needs to keep inflation down and they do this by, you know, cranking up interest rates and destroying demand. The problem though is that a lot of the other data that's coming in, the, like the PMI came in today, the uh, Purchase Manufacturing Index, which is just the, the, this data point people use to measure economic activity. Um, right. That thing is, is crashing. So economic activity is crashing down and inflation is going up. So these guys have to get together and be like, okay, what the, what the hell do we do now? Like we got to turn inflation down. But if we turn inflation down, we're also going to blow up the economy, which is already crashing so that's sort of the mm-hmm. theme of this this whole conference and uh yeah i i think they're i i think they're totally totally screwed 
no matter what they do. I think either we're going to get really, really nasty inflation for, for a long time, or, you know, we possibly have a, a shot at another uh, Great Depression uh, type thing because the, the rest of the world is looking very, 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 very weak uh, right now. It's, it's, a, it's a scary time to be alive and a scary time to be investing in markets because, God, I don't, I don't know what the hell you do if you're not a trader. You just kind of buy stuff and pray or sit in cash. I, I, I don't know. Great. And this concludes today's segment in what the fuck. I guess there's no point depressing <laughs> news with Steven. Uh, in lighter news, uh, cake is still around. So go get cake and make your day better with cake. Um, yeah. I, how much can you really give uh, credit to uh, the crypto market as far as having a hand in how the uh, stock market goes? Are they hand in hand at this point? Is it synonymous? Is it like acting and stand up for me where it's like the more your stand up grows, the more exposure you get, the more maybe acting opportunities you get and vice versa. I, I mean, Kind of like the more the stock market goes up, especially the more like the tech side of the stock market goes up, the more like free cash flow, liquidity sort of in the system. These, these things all work together, right? When stocks go up, people get more disposable income. The more disposable income they have, the more likely they are to, to buy stupid monkey pictures or whatever else, you know, dog coins, whatever else people do in crypto. Um, and then the opposite is true when stocks go down, people start feeling poor. They spend less money on stupid crap. Uh, crypto goes down. So yeah, they 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 kind of go they kind of go hand in hand. Um, and it, like any anybody who thinks they're trading crypto as like this this unique market is is sort of uh, deluding themselves right now. It's it's just like a more extreme version of like stonks basically. And stonks are what again? Stonks are stocks. That's that's what the. That's what the kids Yikes. call stocks these days. Yeah. Yikes. All right. Stonks. We'll edit this part out. Stonks only go up. God, they can't even say the actual word. They have to find a cooler way to say it, huh? You know, even Portnoy was saying that back in the day. You remember, you remember Dave Portnoy when he was a oh, yeah. day trader? Oh, yeah. That was, a, that was a top signal. Wow. I don't know how we ignored that one, to be honest, but. No kidding. It seems really obvious in retrospect. <laughs> um. So uh, dozens of board uh, API club NFTs were used as collateral for loans uh, that uh, close to being forcibly sold. And there's worry that that could trigger even more liquidations. The problem is brewing at Bendow, a peer-to-peer lending service that lets users borrow ETH against their NFTs. Hit me with that real quick. What, what's, what's speak on that. Yeah. Yeah. So We've talked about the board apes a few times, right? The uh, NFT project with the, yes. the monkeys. All right, cool. So the other thing in here is uh, Ben Dow, as you mentioned, and uh, what Ben Dow is is it's a peer to peer lending service. It, it's like mm. an app that's built on Ethereum that lets you use your NFTs as collateral and then borrow against them. Gotcha. Um, DeFi uh, on, on Ethereum is, is really known for enabling something we call like a composability, right? Mm. Where you have the ability to take these assets and use them in all of these various other places. Like it's very easy to, to have Ethereum and park it here and borrow this coin and then park it here and do something else with it. Like there's a lot of like easy ways to use all your assets in a way that it, it's not so easy in the real world. Like anytime you do anything with real world assets, you get to fill out like 20 forms, you know, give the banker your name, your firstborn son and all, and all that. Right. So it's a, it's very different in, in Ethereum land. 
But uh, NFTs, this has always been a problem with, right? Like NFTs aren't um, like if, if, if you have Ethereum or Ether and I have Ether, right? Our ether is kind of interchangeable, right? It's all the same. It's all the same thing. Like one ether is the same as another ether. In the same way that one dollar bill you have in your pocket is the same as a dollar bill I have in my pocket. Mm. But this isn't the case with NFTs, right? Like if you have a board ape and I have a board ape, they're not the same. They're these unique items, right? They're not interchangeable. They're not. They're not fungible. That's where the name right. non fungible token comes from in the first place. So we've had all these NFTs. Um, for, 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 for a while now, you're talking about a multi, multi-billion dollar market, but for a while there wasn't anything you could really do with your NFT, right? Um, it, you just bought it and it, it sat there. If it was worth a ton of money, there wasn't any way for you to kind of extract any value from it other right. than by selling it. Right. Um, so we've had some protocols come into existence. Um, one of the most popular ones being Bendow, which allows you to basically like stake your NFT and then like borrow ETH against it. So it's this, it's this cool platform that allows NFT holders to kind of get liquidity um, for, for, for their stuff. And this, this is important with like apes. Like apes are probably still like 70 ETH in value at minimum, which is, you know, over, over $100,000, right? So if you want to, you need five grand to, you know, go buy a car or something, I don't know, then you, you can, instead of selling your ape, you can kind of stake it here you take out a loan, you know, get the cash, buy the car. And then when you pay back your loan, you can take your eight back. It's, it's like uh. banking for NFTs, right? Um, but what's happened recently is that the NFT market has sold off very, 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 very hard. Um, you know, apes are down uh, at over 50% in, in, in ETH value. And, you know, a lot of NFTs are down 90, 95% in, in dollar value since, since their peaks. So, so on Bendow, we've had all of these apes, right? I, I think that like two, two and a half percent of all of the apes that exist are, are collateralized on Bendow mm. and people took out loans against them. But as the price of apes has gone down, now all these loans are at risk of getting liquidated. Um, and that's bad news for the NFT market and for the board ape market, especially because once these things start getting liquidated, they, they, they go to auction and people bid on the, the, the ape might be worth 60 or 70 ETH. Somebody will come in and bid 40 or 50 ETH for it with the idea being that they're going to take that ape and liquidate it for 65 ETH on the open market right. and like take that cash. That's like how liquidators um, kind of bring liquidity back to these platforms. The problem is when like 60, 70, 80, 90 of these things all get sold at once, NFTs aren't a really liquid market. Like if somebody dumps a hundred JPEGs at the floor, like the price just will absolutely crash. And if the price crashes, that causes a liquidation cascade. The, the price crashing causes other loans to go bad that weren't bad before. And then those apes get liquidated, right? And then the price goes down more. And then pretty right. soon, like you had loans that were in no danger of being liquidated, suddenly getting liquidated because this kind of gets out of control. So right. everybody's been freaking out about this for, you know, the last couple of weeks because there's, you know, a worry that basically the whole market is going to, to, to tank as a result of all these uh, liquidations happening. And, 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 and that's the story of uh, Bored Apes and Ben Dow in a nutshell, I guess.
Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the What the Heck is Crypto podcast. You know what? In the last 10 years, I got a fun fact for you. Over $100 billion worth of crypto has been lost or stolen. That sucks. Specifically because of poor key management, scams, and hackers. Forget not your keys, not your crypto software and hardware wallets. Both have the same vulnerability. A single private key that can be lost, hacked, or simply misplaced. So, our new sponsor, the Zengo Crypto Wallet, is a total game changer and it's ready for you right now, bringing wallet security to a whole new level, baby. Zengo is an on-chain crypto wallet with no private key vulnerability, leveraging advanced cryptography called MPC, which until now has only been available to multi-billion dollar institutions. Your Zengo account is secured by three factors, which makes recovery simple and stress-free. Love that. After all, with no private key to steal, your crypto assets and NFTs are much more difficult to hack. Zengo also has legendary in-app 24-7 live support with real humans with real beating hearts. Zengo is the most secure Web3 wallet and the best place to keep your crypto NFTs and assets secure. It's fully recoverable using their biometric recovery kit. So get started right now at Zengo.com Adam and use the code Adam to get $20 back on your first purchase of $200 or more. That's Z-E-N-G-O.com Adam, code Adam for 20 bucks back on your first purchase of $200 or more. I'm putting 40 bucks on Brett Favre. He's not even playing anymore, you dum-dum. Fine, then I'm putting 9,000 bucks on the Seahawks. That's not a smart bet, but I'm one of the Seahawks. Too soon. Have you guys heard about DraftKings Marketplace? You probably have, because it's the place to snag the latest digital collectibles across sports, entertainment, and culture. DraftKings has released their first ever NFT fantasy game, Rainmakers Football. It's the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFLPA. Now you can collect the hottest player card NFTs while playing free for millions in prizes. What do we love? Prizes. How many do we love of them? Millions. Well, right now, everyone can get their first full roster starter pack for free. But how do we play? Great question, Dad. Playing is simple. Buy, sell, bid, and win player card NFTs of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions on DraftKings Marketplace. You can craft lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and earn points for your touchdowns, receptions, and more, just like daily fantasy football. You want to build your NFT franchise and enter free Rainmakers football contests all season long to compete for millions in prizes? I know you do. So, download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app right now. Did you do it? Okay. And sign up with the promo code VHEC. Okay? Promo code VHEC. Click the Rainmakers title and opt in to get your first full roster starter pack for free. Plus, play for millions in prizes all football season long and build the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers football, baby. So remember, download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Sign up. Use the promo code VHEC and build, play, win now. Only at DraftKings. Contest entries dependent on type and number of NFTs held. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. And so because of the, um, uh, the, the floor prices have, I guess, tumbled, right? So much yeah. so that uh, uh, 45 of the 272 board ape. Uh, board apes with Bendow loans tied to them are now in the platforms. The zone. Uh, when an entity <laughs> used as collateral is close to being auctioned off, um, which basically you told me is uh, breaks down to 5.3 million worth of board apes are at risk of being liquidated. Yeah, it's a lot of apes. Yeah, too many. 
too many, uh, some would say, and you don't want to lose. You don't want to, that's a lot to get liquidated. Yep. Yeah. Be pretty, be pretty nasty for the market, but you know, in, in some ways I feel like this is just par for the course for the NFT market. It seems like mm-hmm. every week there's just some new crazy, stupid shit happening. It really is one of the, <laughs> one of the strangest, uh, strangest markets on earth. Yeah. Well, no, uh, no market is, uh, that's considered strange is without, um, somebody who sounds like they're the brother of a famous actress. Nate Chastain, no relation to Jessica Chastain, the former product yep. head at non-fungible token NFT marketplace, OpenSea. Uh, how do they do? Where do they rank? OpenSea is the largest NFT marketplace by, by a lot, I believe. So they're doing by, pretty well. Yeah. They're, they're Are they the Apple the OG, of NFT the marketplace? That's, that's a pretty good analogy. They're basically YouTube, the maybe? Apple. YouTube, yeah. Those are all, those are all good. So they, uh, Nate was asked, um, has asked a U.S. court to dismiss insider trading charges. Oh no, involving mm-hmm. the sale of NFTs on the popular platform, according to a motion filed early Monday. Uh, it was filed in the uh, U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York. That's a big place. The motion argued that NFTs cannot be classified as securities or commodities, a requirement for wire fraud uh, fraud charges. Um, Supreme Court said. Or well, the lawyers of Chastain said, in any prosecution under a carpenter wire fraud theory of insider trading, the existence of securities or commodities trading remains an essential element of the offense. That's what the lawyers of Chastain said, referring to Carpenter versus the United States, a 2018 ruling by the U.S. Supreme Court. His attorneys also said the NFT transactions in question were processed on the Ethereum blockchain. Given the blockchain's open source nature and public viewing availability, the lawyers argued the transactions could not have been used for money laundering. Because what? Because everybody could see what was happening? Mm-hmm. That's the argument. Yeah, this was a... Uh, well, hold this, up. Is this bullshit? What are you calling this? <laughs> I mean, I guess a little background on this first. Uh, the, the, this originally happened last September. The SEC uh, arrested this guy who is... He's very well known on on Twitter. Uh, I think OpenSea probably only had like five or six employees in total at the time, and he was sort of like the face of it uh, on Twitter. And the SEC came in and, and arrested him for for insider trading of, of NF- NFTs, which really caught everybody off guard. Um, if you go to OpenSea, you'll see on their homepage they have like uh, featured collections, right? They just put stuff on there, and and obviously the stuff that gets featured on the homepage gets like a huge boost in visibility. It gets a lot of traffic. It gets a lot more sales. So, so what this guy was doing was he knew which collections were going to get featured on the homepage in the, in the coming days or weeks. And he would buy up a bunch of those NFTs before they were listed on the homepage. And then when they did get listed on the homepage, he would sell them as the, the price pumped. Uh, so yeah, this, this caught a lot of people off guard. Um, he was, He's pretty dumb about how he did it. I mean, we, we, we talk about how blockchain is not private a lot. Like everything that happens on Ethereum is, is basically on a, it's a public ledger, right? You can look at all the transactions that happen. So anytime anything happens, the, the Twitter sleuths come out and they just check the chain and some guy posts like, oh yeah, blah, 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 blah. Here's all the diagrams. And it was Nate, right? They just right. try to trace it all back to him. Right. So this was a... Yeah, it was it was a pretty strange case. It was very dramatic, and and a lot of people, including me, were like, "What you can you can insider trade NFTs like that? That's the thing." Um, yeah, so that's a pretty big. I think uh, if they don't make an example of this and actually, uh, you know, 
get uh, get him to, you know, pay the piper, so to speak, then that's, I mean, this kind of feels like he has to be made an example of to be like, hey, you can't fucking do this in this world because it's uh, shady and illegal. Yeah, so I I always thought insider trading was just like executives of publicly traded companies, like dumping shares of stock and stuff like that. But but after this happened, I I looked into the the rules a little bit, and like insider trading is super broad. Like for for example, like if oh, you really? if you work at a I don't know some company that makes like uh, rare board games or something, and you have information that the company is going to stop producing a game, and you you just go up on all like the Walmart sites and you just buy all the all the remaining games up. That, like, apparently, that's insider trading, even though that company is not like a publicly traded company or anything. So it's, it's, it's huh. super broad. I, and, and I didn't, I didn't realize that, but I, I guess we're all being made aware of that right now. And yeah, and, and it's, to your point, like I'm kind of okay with it. Like I don't, I don't know. The, the, the market sucks. Like if people think NFTs are just, this, it's just this place where people use like inside information to just kind of, make profit and scam you and, and, and dump on you all the time. It's not fun for everybody. Everybody's just getting used as, as exit, exit liquidity. You know, it's going to, going to kill everything in the long run. So I think, I think I'm okay with it. Good. If you're okay with it, then I'm okay with it. All right. Good. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm not okay with. Fucking hackers. Mm. Hackers have for long been trying to bust into our phones our laptops our Facebook pages, create false accounts, buy tickets under our names, use our credit cards to get blenders and blow dryers and fucking pogs. <laughs> I had a friend, no joke, somebody steal his credit card and bought like $1,000 worth of pogs. I miss pogs. <laughs> I miss pogs. I know, I was like, well, dude, that's, you should at least be like pumped on the, uh, on the purchase. Like, it's not like you went out and, you know, I don't know. That, that's like a nostalgic buy. Like also if you bought food, you're like, all right, clearly the guy, maybe he's feeding the family. He's like, dude, it was all from like this pizza place. I was like, all right, he's probably baked and just was like, what if I could get <laughs> pizzas right now? Uh, but the story says hackers lose five uh, ETH while trying to attack near protocols, rainbow bridge. Attackers trying to exploit near protocols, rainbow bridge lost some five ETH or just over 8,000 U.S. at current rates over the weekend after automated security processes by the bridge's validators kicked in and mitigated the threat in under 31 seconds. Somewhere Nicholas Cage is like, I did it in under 60. Blockchain-based <laughs> bridges allow users to send and receive tokens between different networks by locking native tokens on either side. Rainbow allow, uh, allows users to send tokens among the Ethereum, Near, and Aurora networks and has over $2.3 in assets locked in the protocol. First of all, give me a little backstory on Near Protocol's Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, so I guess first step is uh, what is Near Protocol, and, and yes. you know, Near, Near Protocol to to oversimplify things is 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 basically like a, an Ethereum competitor. It's a uh, it's a platform similar to Ethereum that allows developers to to build decentralized applications, uh, like a lot of these other protocols. Just kind of bills itself as being faster and cheaper than Ethereum. Uh, and you know you can take or leave that for uh, however you like. Uh, I don't I don't really invest in it, but uh, I'm aware of its existence. Um, so that's what near is. 
And there are a lot of these protocols that are similar to ETH, right? You've got Near, and you've got Solana, you've got um, Polygonmatic, Avalanche. There's, there's, there's like a lot of these kind of competitors out there doing similar things, right? So there's this like big ecosystem where all these applications exist. Um, but if you're on Ethereum, you can't just take your money and then go use stuff on Near. You can't just take your money and then go use stuff on Solana because they're, they're sort of unique networks that exist in their own sandboxes. So in crypto, we have these things called bridges, which are, you know, these protocols that basically connect the different ecosystems. So if you've mm -hmm. got money on Ethereum and you want to go to Solana, well, you use the wormhole bridge. And then that wormhole bridge basically ports your crypto from Ethereum over to Solana. And then you can use, um, Solana apps, right? So gotcha. same thing here with, with near, if you've got money on Ethereum and you want to go to near, you use the rainbow bridge, you take your mm -hmm. crypto and, uh, you port it over there and then you, you, you do stuff on, on near. But I think there's like a really important lesson here for, for users, right? Because from what I just described to you, you would think that the coins literally go from ETH onto, on, onto near, you take your yes. Ethereum on ETH and then you put it on the near. That's actually not really what happens. And, and this is like a huge problem in crypto. It's, a, it's like a technical problem that people are trying to solve. And it's also just like a, it, it, it's, a, it's a big deal, right? So when you go to the Rainbow Bridge, when you go to Near, say you take some Ethereum and you're like, okay, I want to move my Ethereum onto Near. I'm going to use the Rainbow Bridge. That ETH doesn't actually go from your Ethereum wallet into your Near wallet. It gets locked in the bridge and then the bridge issues like this sort of IOU token on near. So your ETH is like still in the bridge really when you're using near and what has happened in the past there, there, I think there's been like over, over a billion dollars in, mm. in bridge hacks. Um, like the Solana wormhole bridge was hacked for hundreds of millions of, of, of ETH. Uh, I know that Axie infinity, uh, bridge Axie Infinity is this this stupid game that people play. Like a, a lot of people, apparently, uh, they were hacked for six hundred uh, million dollars. And and what what happens is people use the bridge to go play on the other blockchain, and then a hacker will hack the bridge and drain all the money from the bridge, and then all the money, all the ETH that you thought you had on the other chain, just becomes it it becomes completely worthless, and and mm. and all your money is gone. So this is something people have to be wary of, like, especially if you're using bridges for some of the sketchier protocols out there, right. the ones that have like lower market cap, there's not a lot of development going on. Like it, it they're, they're kind of these gigantic honeypots. Like a lot of them have, you know, hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars locked into them. And they're, they're, they're like the number one worldwide target for, for hackers. Like, because like, I mean, where else can you just like write a couple lines of code and then drain like $200 million of cash from a bridge and then like anonymously just dump it all through tornado cash and, and, and wow. get out of Dodge. It's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I, I think like North Korean hackers actually have exploited mm. a bunch of these bridges and they're like funding yeah. the North Korean government like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. which is why the U S has gotten so pissed off. Man, I didn't realize a, that there was just like, <laughs> I mean, this is my own, uh, naivete about um the stock market too but just about how much fucking money is being thrown around transferred taken out 
stolen, whatever, and also just like in a matter of seconds and how quickly it can happen. It's crazy, man. It's, it's the, it's the wild west out there. Like we, like mm. a couple of years ago, this didn't happen because we didn't really have the activity yet. Like we had the coins, we had like ETH, but there wasn't like an ecosystem built on top of ETH and nobody was using it. So now a couple of years later, we've built all these applications. We got like banking applications and exchanges, like these protocols, like literally hold, I, I think there's like over a hundred billion dollars of value locked uh. inside of Ethereum applications, right? And yeah. every single one of those applications like could in theory be attacked by a hacker uh, and drained. Like, so it's this like crazy cat and mouse game constantly going on. Uh, and the building of all these dApps where people are trying to design protocols that do useful things. And these like attackers are trying to come in and just anonymously drain all this money. And, and, right. and because they're draining crypto, they're not draining like a, you know, a bank. It's very easy to get away with the money because there's like a dozen different ways you can just kind of like anonymize it and, and, and go away without anybody knowing where you even came from. We need to start uh, trying to hypothesize. I mean, a crypto theft type movie, the way that like the town was like a good bank break in movie. There's been plenty of them, but like, what's like a town, like, you know, we need like that version of like a crypto, I guess maybe the net wasn't the net with Sandra Bullock. And I've, wasn't that yeah, about I, somebody I, stealing the internet or. Yeah. I, I remember, somebody, I remember, I remember that back in the day. It was, that was right when the internet just kind of existed and Hollywood yeah. was trying to make all their shit up about it. And it was, yeah, they're trying to, <laughs> make us scared crypto needs their crypto movie and i don't know who would maybe efron could be the main crypto guy or or some who i mean fucking christian bale could play uh, elon musk i think maybe, i think uh, we're gonna get at least one crypto movie from this year like the amount of so. crazy Nicholas shit cage actually would be perfect as elon musk <laughs> wouldn't he but he doesn't even have to do an elon musk he's just gotta he's just like look so tesla's big crypto's big but what are we doing about the apes? Um, <laughs> all right. Based on that cough, I think that's a good time to wrap it up. A lot of good info today, Stephen. A lot of good, uh, a lot of good insight as usual. A uh, couple topics we didn't hit. I'm going to put those in the queue for next week. Uh, if you guys got questions, again, hit us up. I don't think we have a uh, handle for the show yet, but we are on the Instagram and the Twitter. Send us some DMs. I'm at Adam Wright Comedy. Steven, you're at? At Steven Cesaro. Again, good luck spelling that. I don't know. Steven with a P-H. Uh, C-E-S-A-R-O. Just hit me up and I'll, I'll filter all questions, which for sure will not be directed for me uh, to Steven. Thanks for listening. Steven, glad you survived the hike. Um, you look hydrated. You look rested. The hair's on point. People can't see it. The beard and the hair combo. Steven looks ready for if uh, the band Evan and Jaren did a Lifetime movie remake, he could play both brothers. And if you don't know who they are, look them up and then look up Steven and go, oh yeah, they do look the same. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> see you next week. Thanks, Adam. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.